Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Standing with us. Uh, Would you uh, open your Bibles to Genesis 48? Genesis 48, verses 13 and 14. Genesis 48, verses 13 and 14. It's the first book of the Bible. It shouldn't take you that long. (laughs) Genesis 48, verse 13 and 14. I'm Vice Chair Brother Mike Roberts. Glad to have you with us. Sister Q English, God bless you. Honored to have you with us today. Genesis 48, verse 13 and 14. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh on his left towards Israel's right hand, and brought them close to him. But Israel reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head, though he was the younger and crossing his arms. He put his left hand on Manasseh's head, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. You may be seated. I want to preach for a little while today using uh, as a subject a God that's dyslexic. A God that's dyslexic. In 1995, the Academy was unnerved by a cutting-edge release that was dropped on bookshelves entitled The Dyslexic Reader. The author's name is Ronald D. Davis. He upended the establishment by admitted to being a functional illiterate for 38 years, yet was proficient enough to write a book and to read the book into an audio version. Dr. Davis, after grueling research, concluded that dyslexia is actually not the result of brain or nerve damage nor is it the result of malformation of the mind, the inner ear, or the eyeballs. In truth, it's the product of a special mode of thought. It is a natural reaction to confusion. Dyslexics are falsely presumed to be intellectually challenged When many regards, the opposite is true. They inherently perceive more and formulate mental concepts faster than most. They excel in arts and architecture, strategy and invention, 
hear this, because they perceive imagination as reality. And they are visual, conceptual thinkers. Being a visual, conceptual thinker is the foundation for genius. And you don't even realize after all of these years that that's the fundamental problem that people have with you. You don't do it by the book. You color outside the lines. You march to a different tune. You read from a different playbook. Whenever you are a forward thinker, people will look at you backwards. Dyslexia, ladies and gentlemen, is usually only revealed in the world of literacy. After Head Start and the entrance into kindergarten, written words appear as symbols or pieces to a puzzle. The adolescent disorients, the perceptions, in order to recognize what's happening in the environment until letters appear. And what's printed looks upside down. It looks reversed. Or it looks like it's in the wrong order. It becomes frustrating because it's what educators call cognitive challenging. What you are seeing doesn't make sense because it confounds logic and reason. It does not align with tradition, expectation, or with customs. I'm telling you, you are getting ready through a spiritual lens to see things through the scope of dyslexia. You're going to start seeing your white blood cells go back up. You're going to start seeing your blood pressure come back down. You're going to start seeing your income rise. You are about to see your enemies fall back. God is shifting your perception, your lens, and even your worldview. I submit to you today that uh, America must be dyslexic. Because even after the killing of George Floyd, we're going backwards. Tyree Nichols being brutally bludgeoned to death by black men who should have been protecting him. It's going backwards. When four of those police officers are a part of a fraternity that is built on brotherhood, it's going backwards. Ice Cube and NWA in Straight Outta Compton said in 88, black people showing out for white cops. This is backwards. Kwame Nkrumah said, forward ever and backwards never. And yet this week, from Memphis to Atlanta, it looks like we are doing the electric slide. Isaiah 55 and 8. For my thoughts are not like your thoughts. 
My ways are not like your ways. How the master thinks is countercultural because his methodology and directives always go against the grain. That's how I knew our forever first lady, Michelle Obama, was connected to the king when white supremacists were rearing their ugly heads with vitriol and hate speech, she advised when they go low, we go high. The very principles of discipleship are a paradox. To that end, it's easy for me to conclude that the divine is dyslexic. God does stuff out of order. He is not beholden to our time schedules. He will not be held hostage to your wish list. You keep getting frustrated because you expected things to go a certain way and they don't. You anticipated being in a different space and you are not. We approach life like a soda machine at a motel. When there's a sign on the soda machine that says out of order, we think it's broken. Just because stuff is out of order, it doesn't mean it's broken. Often watch British Parliament. And when somebody speaks who is not on protocol, the Speaker of the House will hit the gavel and cry out loud, out of order! God is about to speak some things that are going to make people who don't like you yell, out of order! They got more tenure, they got more education, they got more experience, but they do not have the mind of God. I came to alert somebody, buckle up, because this week God is going to do some things in your life that are completely out of order. There are some things you should not have had possession of until December, but God said, I'm going to give it to you before February ever gets here. Just because it's out of order doesn't mean it's broken. He's about to do something for you, something for your family, something for your children, something for your business that's going to be completely out of order. This very directive of discipleship is dyslexic. The directive for discipleship is dyslexic because the Redeemer is. The scriptural evidence is undeniable. According to James 4 and 10, watch what James 4 and 10 says. To be exalted, you must be humbled. It's it's out of order. It's, It's backwards. Look at 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. To be strong, you must be weak. He said, my grace is sufficient. For my power is made perfect. How? In weakness. You you don't know my power when you're strong. You only know my power when you're having a weak moment. I boast on my weakness so that the power can rest on me. 
So many of you church people got it all wrong because you keep testifying as if nothing is out of order. Nothing is bothering you. God said, I can't trust you until you can say, I can't take it no more. Until you're able to say, God, if you don't get involved, I'm going to lose my mind. That's when the power falls. Acts 20 and 35, it's more blessed to give than to receive it's backwards in order for me to be a receiver I gotta be a giver first it appears backwards but what appears backwards is forward thinking ladies and gentlemen there's a case for dyslexia it's strengthened because the Bible in its first edition is the Torah it is written and read from right to left. It was written this way because in ancient times when chiseling out words on a stone, the tablet, the engraver would hold the hammer in a strong hand, which is usually the right hand, and chisel in the left. So writing from right to left made it easier when ink was invented. They wrote, here it is, from right to left so that there would be no smudges on the page. So this morning, I'm going to open up the Torah and go to Genesis chapter 48. And in Genesis chapter 48, we find when Joseph finds out his father is in the fourth stage of his illness, he gathers his sons Manasseh and Ephraim so that they could meet with the patriarch. God, hear this. God is going to keep ailing family members alive so that they can see their grandchildren flourish. Some of you don't need that word. I better say it again. God in this moment is giving healing and strength to ailing grandparents in this moment so that they will live long enough to see their grandchildren flow in their purpose and meet their destiny. I don't know where you are and I better pause right here but those of you that got a grandparent that's going through got a parent that's going through I need to just pause for you to just issue under God the sound of worship. God give life to them so that they can see their grandchildren graduate. Give life to them so that they can see their grandchild out of jail. Give life to them so that they can see them as a functioning, capable, and competent citizen. Give life to them so that they will be full cognition of their motor skills to be able to embrace them and be able to touch them and to love them. Touch them so that they'll be able to recognize and identify them. Says, I'm getting ready to do something in the lives of grandparents so that they can impart a blessing into grandchildren. He never thought, the grandfather did, he never thought he would see his grandchildren again because of the war that has been taking place. I want you to just lift up that right hand. I want to speak something over your life that I heard God 
say to me in prayer this week? God said, for those of you with lifted hands, receive the grace for reconciliation. That God is getting ready to bring family members back together who you thought you'd never speak to again. Family members, here it is, who you thought you'd never thought you'd be in a healthy space and relationship with. God says, I'm getting ready to move their hearts so that you can operate in the family unit that the enemy never wanted to see happen. I speak reconciliation over families, whether that's parents with grown children, whether or not that is siblings who do not speak, whether it is fathers who are separated, whether it is mothers who have left a gorilla in the room, I declare and decree that this is going to be the season for reconciliation. And those of you who receive the report of the Lord, would you just shout out loud, thank you, Lord. The Bible says he took the two grandchildren, took the two grandchildren and brought them alongside the grandfather the grandfather rallied up his strength. Verse number two says he rallied up his strength until he could sit up in the bed. God is getting ready to help you rally up your strength. He's getting ready to give you enough strength. Here it is. Not for you to go on trips. He is giving you strength. Hear this. To bless people. Not only is he giving you strength to bless people, God is going to give you the strength. I hope 50 of y'all are shout about it. He's going to give you strength to break stuff off of family members. God is giving you enough strength so that you are able to pull down strongholds. He's getting ready to give you the strength so that you can speak those things that are not as though they already are. The enemy has been trying to make you weakened and depleted and dehydrated and fatigued. But God says, I am giving you a second wind so that you can walk in the authority in which you have been called. The enemy needs to know recess is over. I now take authority over my house. But not only do I take authority over my house, I take authority over my bloodline. The glory of God now seeps through my veins that I will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover all. I will step on scorpions and witches and warlocks will be scattered in seven different directions. I declare my house as a sanctuary that the gates of hell and the spirit of confusion will not be able to come in my house. God told me to tell you, you are the priest of your house. No weapon formed against your household shall be able to prosper. If you're at home, start laying hands on the couch. Lay hands on the door. Lay hands on your children. If there's family members around you, I need you to just shake their hand for me. If there's somebody sitting around you, I said shake their hand for me I need you to announce I am anointed for bloodlines come on I need you to declare it out loud 
I am anointed for bloodline. Shake that hand until they can't sit still. I am anointed for bloodline. Whatever I went through in my life, nobody else in my family is going to have to live through it because I am anointed. may be seated hallelujah thank you holy God I'm anointed for the bloodline hallelujah ain't nobody going through a nasty divorce like this I'm I'm anointed for the bloodline ain't nobody else in my family gonna have to sleep in the car I'm anointed for the bloodline I, nobody else is gonna have to live through evictions and terminations and repossessions I am anointed for the bloodline the grandfather's eyesight was failing it's failing because of his age so Joseph pushed the boys close so that the patriarch of the family could lay hands on them. And he forced his sons to get on their knees because he did what this generation has failed to do. He was raising his children to have respect for elders. Have respect for seniors. He forced them to get on their knees and Ephraim is on the right. Manasseh is on the left. And the tradition was you give the blessing to the firstborn by laying your right hand on the firstborn that they might receive the blessing. And the left hand would go to the second child. But the father is dyslexic. And what should have gone to the oldest child, he switched hands and put it on the youngest one. And I want you to know that's what's happening in the spirit. Hallelujah. God is now scrambling the order. The first shall be last. And the last shall be first God said behold I do a new thing I'm switching some things around there's some people who thought they were going to get it ahead of you but they didn't know you serve a dyslexic God that God ain't going to do it in the order that you expect but God is about to turn some tables and shift some things that you don't even understand why? Because God, um, in his dys dyslexic divinity, he sees the end from the beginning. He sees the end from the beginning because he doesn't see it in the order that we do. You may be seated. I am... I didn't mean to bore you this morning. I, um, we were concerned. Um, we were concerned when uh, one of my twins, Adore, was in primary school. 
we were concerned because uh, her teachers uh, were alarmed that uh, maybe Adora is uh, developing dyslexia. They didn't know what was happening because Adora kept confusing D's with B's. She kept confusing D's with B's. So in the book, it would say, dear. And Adora would say, beer. That, that made me concerned for several reasons. She in second grade and know what beer is. It, it gave me pause. And, um, they thought she was dyslexic uh, because when, when uh, the book said dad, uh, she would read bad. Um, when, when the book said doll, a door would read ball. And the teachers were concerned, uh, kept saying to Giselle, now, y'all got to get it tested. Uh, something is uh, out of order. She ain't singing it right. She is seeing uh, the letters backwards. Where she should see a B, she is seeing it backwards, and it's a D. Began to pray um, that this was not the case. Something was wrong. The teacher got to be wrong. This can't be happening. And one day, uh, I pick up uh, Angel and Adore uh, and Grace uh, from uh, elementary school. And uh, usually when uh, we're going home uh, from school, uh, I usually let them stop and uh, get a snack after school. We're driving home from school, and uh, it's Adore's turn to pick where we're going to stop uh, to get a snack. And uh, we're almost home, and uh, Grace is saying, hurry up and pick something. We almost there. Said, I can't decide. Can't decide uh, what I'm gonna pick. Angel said, if you don't pick something, we ain't gonna get nothing. Those <laughs> says, I know, I know. I'm, I'm waiting until I can see what it is that I want. I can't, I can't see what I want. Grace said, Can I pick for you? No, no, you can't pick for me. Yes, yesterday was your turn. Today it's my turn. We now just six blocks away from the house and the door finally figures out what it is that she wants. And she said, I want Dunkin' Donuts. I'm, I'm passing by Dunkin' Donuts, getting ready to pull in Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, and then I stopped the car. I said, uh, Adore, what'd you just say? She, she said, I want Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Uh, Grace, who always gonna have the last word, uh, gonna say, she said she want Dunkin' Donuts. I, 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 I said, I heard what she said. I, I'm trying to figure out because she sees stuff backwards. How, how was she able to read? God, I can't hear nobody. What, what, what Dunkin' Donuts says if D looks like B. I, I, I said, Adore, how can you read it when you see stuff backwards? And, uh, and Adore says, I can't read it. I just know the sign. I, 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 I got to go, y'all. I, I just want to tell somebody that God is getting ready to show you a sign for some
some stuff you can't read sooner or later it's gonna work in your favor it's turning around for you look at your neighbor tell them this year stuff is getting ready to be backwards I used to be broke but for the rest of my life it's gonna be exceedingly abundantly beyond what I can think what I can dream what I can imagine those of y'all that are seated keep your seat but those of y'all that are standing would you just change places with whoever is standing next to you I said change places with whoever standing next to you God said as fast as you change your position that's as fast I'm getting ready to change where you are late in the midnight hour God hey hey I tell you to just turn around right where you are it's turning around for me it looks out of order but it's turning around for me I didn't think I was gonna make it but it's turning around I feel this glory right through here. Hallelujah. I need you to just shake somebody's hand and tell them, get ready that this week, everything in your life is about to be out of order. We started at the bottom. Now we here. I need those of y'all that believe this is about to be the greatest season of your life. Don't wait till the battle is over. Oh, this is so backwards. This is so backwards. You usually shout when it's over, but don't wait till the battle. Oh, that's out of order. You usually shout after you want, but don't wait till the battle is over. But if you serve a dyslexic God, shout right now. Give him glory. Hey, hey, hey. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.